The Lord Jesus is the master of non sequiturs. Remember that in the Gospels, he often encourages people to pray. So in the Sermon on the Mount, he tells the disciples, tells the crowd, ask and you shall receive, knock and the door will be opened to you. An encouragement to prayer. He says in John's Gospel, you have not yet asked for anything in my name. Ask and the Father will give it to you. In Mark, he has the response to the mother of James and John. You do not know what you're asking. The prayer of the people of God is desired by God himself. And yet, what happens in today's gospel? The apostles ask, Lord, increase our faith. Jesus does not give a straightforward response. He first makes a strange comparison between a mustard seed and a mulberry tree. And then he tells a story about a servant and a master. Why doesn't the Lord deal straightforwardly with us? The apostles aren't asking for a Lamborghini. They're not asking for a better job. They're not asking for better health. They're asking for faith. Here, the Lord is actually giving us a lesson on how it is that we not only ask for faith, but pray with faith. And in this way, the colic, so the the opening prayer for Mass today, gives us a key to understand what the Lord is doing, both with the apostles and for our own prayer. For our prayer when the Lord seems silent and distant, When we ask the Lord to give us peace, to give us strength, to give us courage, and we're met with silence or non sequiturs, how do we deal with our own experience of the Lord's silence and the Lord's puzzling responses? So in our opening prayer, what did we hear? We heard, Almighty, ever-living God, who in the abundance of your kindness Surpass the merits and desires of those who entreat you. Pour out your mercy upon us to pardon what conscience dreads and to grant what prayer does not dare to ask. It's a very beautiful and strange prayer. We're asking the Lord to grant something that we don't even know how to ask for. We're asking him to pardon those things that we can't even look at or acknowledge in our hearts. We're asking the Lord who is closer to us than we are to ourselves to work out within us those knots, to heal what is broken that we can't even look at, and to give what we can't even dream or imagine. So what does this tell us about the gospel and about our prayer? When the apostles asked the Lord, increase our faith, the Lord already knows what they most need. So he, because he is God, can give the answer he does. If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you could perform wonders. 
The Lord is already changing their minds and hearts. What seems like a stiff arm, a non sequitur, is the Lord reminding them, I have care of you. I know what I'm about. You have need of faith. It will be given to you. But what has to be healed is the apostles' desire to have faith just to be secure. As Christians, our faith is a support. Our faith gives us light, gives us strength, gives us courage, especially in times of crisis. But it also brings great joys even apart from those crises. But we can begin to see our faith as just a support for us. It helps us be the best version of ourselves. It helps us survive those times of trial. The Lord has to continually remind us Faith is not just for us. Faith is the union between us and God. Faith is the knowledge that comes from friendship. Faith is the conversation had between two close friends. It's not just for one of the friends. It's the union. So the Lord, in reminding the apostles... I have care for you. I will provide all that you need. Is also reminding them not to take faith for themselves, not to seek to control, to cast a mulberry bush into the sea, but to be drawn closer into relationship with Jesus Christ. That is how our faith is increased. In the very act of listening to Jesus Christ, the apostles grow in faith. And for us, the very act of listening to the Lord in prayer, of sitting with Scripture, of coming to Mass, of praying in the car, all of these are moments where our faith can be increased simply because we draw close to the Lord. It's not as dramatic as a mulberry bush being cast into the sea. But within, spiritually, it is even more dramatic. The God of heaven and earth, who created all things and draws all things to himself, draws very close to our hearts, to our troubles, to our desires, to our hopes. And so we can say, with the man in Mark's gospel who had the child who was possessed. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. I'm an unprofitable servant. And the Lord will reply, go to the field. Do what you are commanded. Wait upon the Lord. The Lord who is king, the Lord who is ruler, the Lord who is master, takes care of those who serve him. As we approach the altar, let us recall that the Lord who has drawn us to himself in faith, through our baptism, does not forget us. 
in what seems like silence in our prayer, in what seem like non sequiturs in the Lord's way of dealing with us, are invitations to draw closer, closer in union with Jesus Christ, union with the God who created us, who sustains us, and gives us himself from this altar.